Good morning and welcome on this Friday morning to our devotional, Golden Nuggets, Food for Thought, and for the Imagination. Today we're going to add another segment to when we were talking about faith and offenses, or being offended. And in the book of Matthew, chapter 13, verse 57, it says, And they were offended in him, speaking of Christ, when he had gone to Nazareth. But Jesus said unto them, A prophet is not without honor, save in his own country and in his own house. Verse 58, And he did not many mighty works. The word there, mighty works, is the word dunamis, in other words, uh, miracles, because of their unbelief. They did not believe him. Therefore, they were unable, or if we were to take the word basically, uh, unbelief, it is because of faithlessness, disbelief, uh, unfaithfulness, disobedience, unbelief. Basically, they had no faith. Why? They couldn't receive any faith because they couldn't receive Him. To receive the faith of God is to receive Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. And in his own city, in his own place where he lived, the people just accepted him as Joseph's son, the carpenter, and that was it. But Jesus is more than just Joseph's son or a carpenter. He is the son of the living God who was sent for us that we might believe on Him and have salvation and deliverance and healing and everything that redemption provides for us. And because they were offended in Him, they were not able. Now, Jesus didn't do anything to them. Just like individuals that are offended because of the Word of God in their life and then they get persecuted, they get attacked, they get tribulations, they get trials and they get all shook up about it, and literally blame it on the Word of God. And the Word of God, it's not His fault. It's not its fault. But basically, it is an offense to the world because it's contrary to it. And the Word of God is alive. The Word of God is living. The Word of God is powerful. The Word of God is sharper. And therefore, it becomes an offense. It can literally cut it can it literally just uh, uh, offend an individual because of what it says. Our natural mind will not accept, but is contrary to the things of God. So he could not do. And then it says uh, uh, he only healed a few sickly people. Uh, that means uh, uh, if we were to take the word few, uh, only a few were saved. Then that means maybe as many or as little as uh, eight people were only healed, and then of only minor uh, infirmities or weaknesses. It wasn't anything big or major. Then it says in Matthew chapter 26, verse 31, Then said Jesus unto them, All ye shall be offended because of me. And remember we had said the word offense or offended is the word scandalize. All of you are going to be in scandalized because of me. And to scandalize means to entrap, to trip up, to literally stumble. 
uh, to entice to sin, uh, or even apostasy or displeasure uh, to make or to offend. So Jesus basically gives them a warning because uh, of what is about to take place, that they are going to get offended because of him. And remember, they did. Jesus had told them, uh, I'll meet you in three days in Galilee. And where were they? They were hidden behind closed doors, offended and afraid uh, because of what had happened to Jesus. He had been crucified. They had forgotten that he was going to be resurrected, raised up again. And therefore, they got offended because of that and even wanted to go back to their old jobs of fishing. And uh, the scripture says, Then says Jesus unto them, All ye shall be offended because of me this night, for it is written. Now that should have been a clue. Every time Jesus said, It is written, the devil shook. He should have known that. But it says, For it is written, I will smite the shepherd, and the sheep of the flock shall be scattered abroad. Verse 32, But after I am risen again, I will go before you into Galilee. Now remember, Jesus had talked to two of the individuals on the road to Emmaus when they were discussing about the death and the burial of of Jesus and his resurrection. They were discussing it and Jesus appears to them as they're walking on the road and he basically asks them what's going on and, and they tell him, haven't you heard You know what's happened here in Jerusalem? He says, uh, no, what has happened? And after they explain everything to him, after they explain everything to him, Jesus tells them, how is it that your hearts uh, are not capable of understanding? It is written in the scripture of Moses and the prophets, all the things that the Messiah, the Christ, should go through. It is written right here. You know the devil was there. But after I am risen again, he didn't catch the clue. Jesus tells him, when I am smitten, when I am crucified, when I am dead, I am going to rise again. And he told him in three days where to meet him. I will go before you into Galilee. In verse 33, Peter answered and said unto him, Though all men shall be offended because of thee, yet I will never be offended. And of course, there's that old saying that says, never say never. And uh, Jesus already, even in the midst of all of this, is already preparing his disciples for what is coming. He's even preparing Peter for what he is going to do. Remember, Peter was really offended at what had happened and he denied Jesus. He was entrapped In his own pride. He was entrapped in his own conceit. Thinking 
that he was capable in his own strength and ability, even though everybody else may not have it, he did. He misunderstood and did not know how weak he really was. How much we need Jesus in every moment of our life. It says, And Peter answered and said unto him, Though all men shall be offended because of thee, yet I will never be offended. Matthew twenty six thirty four. Jesus answered, said unto him, Verily I say unto you, See, I'm talking to you personally, Peter, that this very night that the shepherd is going to be struck down, this very night that everyone is going to be offended, this very night before the cock crow, and thou shalt deny me three times. And Peter still thinking, once again, don't think more highly than you ought to. Think according to the measure, the metron of faith that you have been given. Peter thinking that he had everything under control. The Lord says unto him, Simon, Simon, behold, Satan has desired to have you, that he may sift you as wheat. Now, Satan Satan already had that desire. And Jesus already knew what his motives and what his intentions were going to be. Because of the plans of the Holy Spirit, knowing ahead of time everything and everyone that he needed to know about or things that he needed to be acquainted with before going to the cross. But here is an incredible statement in Luke twenty-two thirty-two. But I have prayed for thee, Peter. He didn't pray and say, I have prayed for you that, you know, you, you, you make it through this temptation. I have prayed for you that, you know, you, 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 you have the, the, the courage and the endurance. And, and, and I pray for you that, you know, you'll be strong in spirit and in mind. I have prayed for you that, you know, you can rebuke the devil and escape this thing. He didn't say any of that. But Jesus says, I have prayed for you. That your faith fail not. See, of all the things that we need, of all the things that we can survive with, faith is the only one that gets the believer through day in and day out. Walking in faith, the righteous shall live by faith. The righteous shall walk by faith, not by sight. So Jesus tells them, I have prayed for your faith that it doesn't fail. And when thou art converted, strengthen thy brethren. So he tells them several things here. He tells them, I'm praying for your faith. I'm praying that you be converted. And then strengthen the brethren when you are. In Luke twenty two thirty one, <clears throat> in the verse that we had read, I want to read an alternate translation or other translation. It says, Peter, my friend, listen to what I'm about to tell you. 
Satan has demanded to come and sift you like wheat and test your faith. But I have prayed for you, Peter, that you would stay faithful to me no matter what comes. Remember this after you have turned back to me and have been restored. Make it your life mission to strengthen the faith of your brethren. See, the whole issue surrounding offense there, because they were going to be offended when the shepherd was stricken down. Peter was going to be offended and he was going to deny Jesus. But here in this translation, we see that Satan wanted to test the faith of Peter. And Jesus' reply to that was, I have prayed for you that you would stay faithful to me no matter what. And when all of this is done and over with, and you have been restored, that you make it your mission in life to strengthen the faith of your brethren. As we continue in Luke chapter 17, verse 5, And the apostles said unto him, Lord, increase our faith. And once again, Jesus did not respond and say, Okay, I'm going to increase your faith. But he said unto them, Instead, if you had faith as a grain of mustard seed, you might say unto the sycamine tree, Be thou plucked up by the roots, and be thou planted into the sea, and it should obey you. Here we're talking about, in chapter 17 of the book of Luke, here we're talking about Jesus is saying, you don't need massive amounts of faith. All you need is the little bit that you've got and exercise it by saying. Saying to your mountain, saying to your tree, saying to your problem, saying to your difficulty. The faith is in you. Exercise it. In verse 11, it says, And it came to pass, as he went into Jerusalem, that he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. And as he entered into a certain village, there met him ten men that were leopards, which stood afar off, and lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. And it is when people have cried out for mercy that basically they were healed. When Bartimaeus, the blind man, and, and he was there on the road and he was crying out, Son of David, have mercy, have mercy. We don't deserve it, but yet have mercy, have mercy on us. And he healed them by telling them, go and see the priest. They went. And only one on his way over there saw that he was healed and returned back to give thanks. Gratefulness and thankfulness for God being merciful. Well, consider this. We've run out of time. Food for thought and for the imagination. Join us on Saturday morning as we continue our line of thinking. Until then, the Lord richly bless you. Keep looking up. Our redemption is ever nearer. In Jesus' name, amen.